With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What a 24 hours it's been, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something, okay? Yep. As we sit here at 3 p.m. Eastern, on a victory Monday on the South Side Beat here on DK Pittsburgh Sports, November 13th, 2023. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm coming in with, with like, I'm skidding. You know how, like, the, in the cartoons, you have, like, the, the cartoon plane that skids onto the runway. And, yeah. like, you do the crash landing. Like, the plane, like, skirts. And then, like, it, like, bows up and then comes down. And you're finally landing. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. I feel like I was in that plane, except for me, it was in that car. Uh, good to be back uh, after quite a roller coaster over 24 hours for myself. I'll get into, into that soon. But Chris, you got to watch uh, from afar a 23 to 19 Steeler victory over the Green Bay Packers. This Pittsburgh Steeler team, it's six and three. It finds a way. The find a way 2023 Steelers just did it again against these Packers. And look, I didn't think the Packers were going to keep this close because I didn't believe in Jordan Love's ability to throw the forward pass. But I know Chris has a bone to pick, so to speak, uh, about one of the quarterbacks in this game, if you want to get into that right off the bat. Yeah. Well, so uh, I, I titled this this episode today The 6-3 and three Elephant in the Room or The 6-3 Elephant in the Room. Now, obviously, that's obviously like playing to the Steelers six and three record. Um, I mean, they're, 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 they're not a bad football team, but I, I, and Logan says we're six and three team in NFL history, but Hey, still six and three. I don't know if I'd say worst. They're, they're not a great, or I would even say they're probably not even a good football team. They're probably an average football team. Sure. Now, to be fair, now all this talk about Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter, let's give credit to the defense in the fourth quarter too because they've been clamping down on games late as well. That's a big reason also why they're 6-3. and three. Um, 
six and three doesn't happen without the defense. I mean, past five games, past five games, the Steelers are outscoring their opponents 38 to three in the fourth quarter. Big deal. That's a big stat that people aren't going to want to talk about. I mean, now what's their overall point differential on the season is like minus 30, something I like that. I, I'm coming into the show cold and I'll, and right. I'll explain why, <laughs> but, but I mean, so I, I, if that's, I think it's that, but I'm not, I don't have that off the top of my head. They're, they're in the red when it comes to their overall point differentials yet in the past five games, they're outscoring their opponents by 35 points in the, in the fourth quarter. That's a that's not just Kenny Pickett and like being Joe Montana in the fourth quarter. That's also the defense saying you're not scoring in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, now, if you Google Kenny Pickett's height, <laughs> you will also see that he is six three. How tall is that ceiling according to menacing mollusk here in the YouTube comments? The Steelers' no. ceiling is Kenny Pickett. He says the six three elephant in the room is also Kenny Pickett. Listen, I am not, and there's going to be some people who are going to get upset about uh, upset with me about this, and that's fine because I am seeing it all over social media. That anytime somebody wants to criticize Kenny Pickett, it's oh we've given up on him. Oh you're a hater or anything. Yeah, no the pit kid man, he can't talk bad about the pit kid. I'm gonna talk bad about the kid pit or the pit the yeah kid. the pit kid. I'm going to talk bad about the pit kid. Nicely done. Um, it's just, and see, be, and see, this is the thing. This is the bailout here. I say their ceiling is Canada. Listen. Okay. When, Take the floor. I'm going on mute. Take when, the floor. When an offensive coordinator is building his playbook and, and is you know, building the structure of the offense, they play to the strengths of their players. Now, some people are like, well, they don't do that because, you know, look how bad they're off. Okay, well, listen, Najee Harris is predominantly an out, or is predominantly a better zone runner than he is a gap runner. Why do you think the Steelers run predominantly outside zone? Because Najee Harris is a better zone runner than he is a gap runner. He's their number one running back. They're going to do that more often. And when they run with Jalen Warren, they run more gap than they do zone because guess what? Jalen is a better gap runner than he is a zone runner playing to their strengths. Whenever they decided to go more zone than gap, guess who they signed on the offensive line? Mason Cole and James Daniels, who, guess what, have experience in zone blocking. Whenever they run, George, or whenever George Pickens is catching the majority of his balls, what's he doing? He's in one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside on a go route or on a back shoulder throw because that's what he's best at. When Deontay Johnson is catching passes, what is he doing? Most of the time, he's doing uh, routes that where he can gain the most amount of separation from his defenders. They play to the strengths of their players. Now, there are a whole bunch of other things you can criticize about Matt Canada, and that's fine. But the whole point of putting all of that context there is, is that the offense is built to Kenny Pickett's strengths as well. That's why they run shallow cross like crazy, because Kenny Pickett liked running shallow cross at Pitt. That's also why they run that naked keeper so much because they want to get Kenny. P they said it out loud in the, in the offseason. They want to get Kenny Pickett on the move and out of the pocket. This is on Kenny too. Okay. And it's on, on Kenny more than people want to say. They just want to use Matt Canada as a scapegoat because he's not a go good offensive coordinator. Nobody's arguing with you on that. Nobody is arguing with you on that, especially myself, because I've been very critical of the guy. But as man, have I, as have but I, man alive. Okay. And I'm almost done, 
But man alive, the consistency or the 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 consistently inconsistent play inside the pocket, the happy feet inside the pocket, the wanting to bail too quickly from the pocket, and now also inconsistent throws. Not and it's not getting better. It's not like we're seeing this slow incline where it's kind of getting better a little bit week after week where you kind of want to see it a little bit more tilted. It's just this plateau. It's not going anywhere right now. And that's the problem that we're seeing because he's now 22 games into his, into his career. And we haven't seen a full four quarter game from him yet. That's a problem. That's bigger than Matt Canada. Okay. I'm going to take the floor. Yeah, and I'm not going to counter-argue or anything. I'm just going to bring up my thoughts on the topics at hand here, okay? We can say at this juncture that Kenny Pickett has not played at a level that was expected out of him for a developing first-round pick. Kane says in the comments here, Mm. he's predetermining his passes. Okay, you know what? That's fair. And I think that might be part of the explanation for the lack of throwing the ball across the middle of the field. I think it's multi-layered as to why Kenny is not did not target the middle of the field against the Packers, okay? Number one, because Najee and Jalen were running it so well, and that really didn't open up much across the middle of the field. Number two, a lack of Pat Fryermuth. Let's forget Pat Fryermuth has not been on the field for the last couple of games, for the last four games now, I think, right? He's he's eligible to come off IR pretty soon, or last three games. I, I, I again, I'm coming into the show blind. I'm just going off a, a blank memory. Number three, and, and I think this is key. It could be because of design, in part because the middle of the field is not read one on a lot of these plays, and which comes to what Kane commented about Kenny predetermining passes. I think it's also true that Deontay Johnson and George Pickens' strengths lie outside of the boundary. If you might agree with that one, Chris. Yeah. Well, so here's the here's the one thing that I'm seeing with with Kenny when it comes to all these outside throws is I, I think part of this is Matt Canada kind of keeping the the handcuffs on Kenny. I don't know, or or I won't say handcuffs. I would even say training wheels on can on, on Kenny. It's like it's and, and honestly, the Packers after the first two drives when the Steelers went down for a touchdown. I mean, they drove down the field, ran the ball well, scored a touchdown, got the ball back. The Packers were like, okay, fool me once, shame on me, or fool me twice, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Well, shame on them because the Steelers, they did the same offense and yet or same defense, and the Steelers went right back down the field, predominantly running the football well, and scored another touchdown. And the Packers were like, screw that. We're not doing this anymore. We're adjusting. And when the Packers adjusted, they went into cover, th- cover one and cover three predominantly, mm-hmm. and then went predominantly zone coverage saying take the sh- take the safe short outside throws go ahead sure that's all you're getting okay so I mean, cover one and cover three is middle field close so that that just goes to show that and that does where that's where the Matt Canada issue comes into into play is that when the defense is running middle field closed they don't even try sure sure but that's also Kenny as well because there have been opportunities to throw over the middle and they're not there, especially when it's zone. When it's zone, there are going to be windows there. Right. It just means you're not going to be able to hit deep. Okay, Steeler Girl 808 brings it back, and thank you for doing so. She says, even if the Steelers make it to the Super Bowl, we'll all still be complaining. I understand that. But I think then there I is a topic. 
<laughs> but I think there was a topic at hand here that is valid that Chris wanted to bring up to begin the show. And a lot of it goes back to literally week one when we were saying, yes, Matt Canada's offense is not sustainable. It is not a product that the Steelers can thrive on every week. They have been outgained in all nine in all nine games this season, and yet yeah. they are six and three. Don't make this a mistake. That is not the trend. That is the anomaly. The Steelers are the anomaly in this mm-hmm. NFL season. Okay. Let's not let's not mince words about that. They are the anomaly. Okay. But I think the, the bigger issue at hand here is that if the Steelers are going to make a run at whatever it is, postseason, Super Bowl aspirations, if you have them, great. If the Steelers are going to make any kind of run, this defense can only go so far, especially now, as Brent brings up, the inside linebacker situation. Okay? So what what we're getting at here is this defense has been bent but don't break. Somebody in my live queues today asked me, and I'll paraphrase it, what's more likely to happen? This offense comes together and brings it all together, or this defense, lack of better phrase, runs out of gas? And I think the answer is the defense runs out of gas first because the coordinator has been handicapping this offense. There's no doubting that we're not absolving Matt Canada of anything, but now it's becoming clear. Now it's becoming clear that there are deficiencies in Kenny Pickett's game and he has not reached the growth point that was expected by this point. Before we go into Quan Alexander, Robert says, Chris, Will you shave your beard if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year? We need a yes or no on this show. 100%. I will I will absolutely shave it if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year. All right. Mark and, the tape. And and I will even put that into, into a bigger context. The last time I put a razor to my face, razor, not clippers, because I obviously haven't you know shaved in this long. I've, I've trimmed. Right. Yeah. The last time I put a razor to my face was the day I got married, Woo. which was 12 years ago, over 12 years ago. It's it's been Clippers only since then. Whether it's like all the way down as far as the Clippers go, or it's just trimming up the beard, I don't put I don't shave my beard. If if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, I'm that confident in saying that the way that they're playing right now, they are not a they will be a one and done if they make it if they make the playoffs. And it's again, it's not because I'm like oh no, you're a hater and everything. Like no, I'm I'm because there's a lot of people that still believe that this is a bad football team. It's not a bad team. The problem is, is that they're not as good as their record says they are, and they are not putting themselves in a position. They're not playing football. I'm really curious to see how this team does when they play the Bengals mm-hmm. and when they play teams that are going to be able to put up points. If they get into a shootout, they're done. They cannot win a, sh- a shootout game, and that is almost a guarantee in playoff games nowadays because you are going to play up against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and those guys to try to get to the Super Bowl. You just are. And if you get, you're going to tell me right now that the Steelers, if they got into a shootout, are going to have a stand a chance against the Chiefs and the Swifties? Like, really? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. The AFC North is still insane. Ravens seven and three, Steelers six they and three, Browns six and three, and Bengals is, five and four. Okay. I, I think I still think they can win the division, like for real. Like they mm-hmm. are, they are a good enough football team to make the playoffs. Super Bowl is not unless Kenny goes from doing this to doing this for the mm-hmm. rest of the season. The Ravens have a point differential, and if I'm doing math in my head correctly, of one thirteen. The Browns have a point differential. Of about what's that? 30, 40, about fifty. I think the, the Steelers Dolphins are, are a little overrated, though. 
and the Steelers are minus 26. Sam, that's not a point shootout differential. Game. That's not a shootout game. <laughs> yeah, tw- yeah tw- uh, 23-19 is a Monsters, Inc. code, not a, not a shootout. Sorry. Um, if you get the reference, good for you. If not, then go watch Monsters, Inc. Uh, by the way, the Bengals have a minus 10 point differential. Now, I'm going to argue, like, the Bengals are up on the up and up. Joe Burrows look better. Jamar Chase's look better. That team has looked better. So that game is not a gimme. Regardless of what Houston did yesterday, regardless right. of them losing to Houston, is better than they than anybody wants to give them credit for. Uh, they 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 took it. They took it to the Jaguars. They took it to the Steelers. They they just beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. The, Houston is way better than people want to give them credit for. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, real quick before we go into Quan uh, Alexander, the reason why I am coming into the show uh, sputtering, as I put at the beginning was coming back from New York was quite something. It's been a, it's been a really wacky 24 hours for me. Uh, car broke down somewhere outside of Harrisburg, waited way too long to get towed. Finally got towed to a dealership, got into a hotel. It's just been a lot. And, uh, you know, got up really early this morning to get into the dealership to say, hey, I need this fixed as soon as you can. And thankfully, you know, a lot of internet, you know, YouTube is a real good teacher, yeah. by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, so if you think there's a problem with your vehicle or whatever it is, YouTube can help for sure. Do a little YouTube and you can, you can help talk your way out of some potential serious dollars. So, um, it's got to see good to see you got back safe in one piece. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even think you were going to be able to do the show today because of everything that happened. So obviously getting back in time is, is good, but luckily, uh, luckily it all worked out. I was able to get on the road safely and, uh, the good people, um, at this one Ford dealership in Harrisburg took care of me. So, Really good, uh, really lucky to be, you know, where I'm at. Luckily, you know, nothing nothing crazy happened, so good to be back. I did not, which leads me to say, I did not watch or listen to a second of the Steelers game yesterday. Yeah, That's why I'm saying I'm coming to the show cold, because I was, I had bigger fish to fry. I'll put it that yeah. way. <laughs> So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to reset tomorrow. I was obviously not on the south side today. Nobody was from from DK. Sometimes that happens. You know, DK was up in Cranberry covered the Penguins. I was figuring figuring out my car on the way back from uh, New York covering pit football. So sometimes that happens, you know, that's, mm. that's real life. Uh, Corey Kane in the YouTube comments says people were saying Bengals were legit, but the tents Texans stink. You're funny. CJ Stroud, like to me is runaway rookie of the year. I, I offensive oh. rookie of the year. I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt about it. Um, the Texans look like a team. And they they might not have it all together. They might miss the postseason this year. But I'm telling you, that team is something. And it's going yeah. to be something for quite some time now. D'Amico Ryans, He's that staff, CJ Stroud, yeah. they've been unbelievable. Which, to be honest, makes that loss to the Texans that the Steelers took um, a little bit. It looks a little less significant by this point. I mean, yeah. the, the two blowouts, the 49ers and the Texans, like you kind of look at that like, you know, what do you do? Like those two teams are just are just pretty good. Robert says uh, his brother hit a deer at his car, causing three grand damage. I mean, that's I can awful, dude. Deer, awful. deer, deer can do a lot of damage to a vehicle. Like for my real. mom almost had a car total because I mean, just driving uh-huh. up seventy nine one night. You know, I seventy nine yep. up here in Western PA. Chris knows those yep. deer come at you, and you can't yes, avoid them. Mm-hmm. You, you can't avoid them. So I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, Pittsburgh Toddy says YouTube videos help repair dishwasher and pool pump. It really is a great. You have to find the right one. Yeah. Now for cars, you obviously have to get really specific, you know, make, model, problem, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, 
you know, the YouTube video, I obviously couldn't just go buy a part and do it myself in this situation. It was something that uh, like a mechanic clearly had to do. So yeah. luckily it got resolved today. Got home, got home safely and, and in time to do the show. That's what happens when the uh, garage service center opens at 7 a.m. And you can just kind of walk right in right when the door opens. And it's like, help and people yeah. help. Pete, you got to remember, people are people are good people and people understand problems and all of that in case uh you needed a reminder there's some good uh left in the world there definitely is and i'm very very grateful to be back but tomorrow i will be back on the south side for a tomlin tuesday oh yeah and i can't wait what mike tomlin has to say uh after steelers win over the packers you know he's not going to apologize for winning that's for sure never mike tomlin will never ever ever Mm. ever do that and in fact I think he's going to be uh, very excited to talk to me and the rest of the Steelers beat tomorrow in person. Of course, looking ahead to the Browns on Sunday at 1 p.m. in Cleveland. And this week is going to be so fun to digest that. Um, A quick programming note, uh, Pitt plays at home. It's kind of weird. Pitt plays at home Thursday at 7 p.m., but I should be able to do the show. Um, It's going to be a weird schedule for me this week because of that college football and then yeah. next Friday, next Friday, so we don't have to worry about it this Friday, the uh, day after Thanksgiving, I will be traveling to Raleigh for a pit football. So yeah. um, Chris will be solo next Friday, but we should be good to go this week. Yeah. Um, again, I was ma- able to make it today, so um, we're just kind of chugging along. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What else stood out to you, Chris, about that game? Now, just I mean, from reading the well, box score and and everything, like the big thing to me is Quan Alexander, and that's a that's a huge loss for sure. Right now, losing Cole Holcomb, as Jim says, inside linebacker room is devastated. Losing Cole Holcomb, losing uh, Quan Alexander now for the season with the Achilles. I mean, look, there's no bones about it. It's 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 a big blow for any team. Losing yeah. two starting inside linebackers, especially in a in a three-four setting and a three-four defense that thrives on having those inside linebackers doing so many different things well. Like Cole Holcomb to me did everything just about well. And then Quan was excellent in coverage and a landed excellent at stopping the run. And now this this inside linebackers room really takes on a different identity to me. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. Mr. Nick at time says, what are we doing at inside linebacker? It sucks that Quan's out for the season. It, it's really tough now. The trade deadline's passed, yeah, so the Steelers yeah. just can't go get somebody. Can't go get Robert Spillane back or anything like that. Yeah. So, look, it, it's down to the practice squad right now. Tariq Carpenter and um, and, and Walker, the other, uh, the, the other middle linebacker that's on the practice squad. Walker, mm-hmm. Michael Walker, has some you know, starting experience with Atlanta, but this is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And it's a tough thing to move on. And the reason, the big reason for me, Chris, is because with Atlanta Roberts and Mark Robinson, you have two linebackers that are really good at stopping the run and that aren't amazing in pass coverage. Yeah. No, it, it is a big problem on that side of the ball because now, granted, I I think, I don't care what PFF says. I think Atlanta Roberts had a really good game yesterday. Um, oh, he's been tremendous yeah. all year. So all year he's uh, been good. Yeah, um, Bob Miles Jack retired 
Um, mm-hmm. So, I and I, I honestly, even even if he were to say yes, I mean, is he in football shape? I mean, once some, once somebody retires, I doubt that they're going to be in football shape uh, or much. I mean, even if he's like in shape, he's not in game shape. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I, your your options are are either what is out there on the free agent market, which I, I don't think obviously is much because if there was anybody of any kind of substance there, they wouldn't be a free agent. Um, and then, you know, you can look at some other teams practice squads and, and see what they're doing and see if there's any guys you like there. But other than that, it's pretty much going to have to be something that's answered internally. Obviously one way you can do it and a, a, multiple people have brought it up. Um, uh, brought it up, you know, bring, uh, bring back the three safety set. Obviously that's a big thing, but you have to have Minka to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously once Minka comes back, that will help with that. I don't think this is going to be one of those seasons where Minka is going to lead the league in interceptions, not only because of the fact that he's been shut out in that category so far, but the fact that like they're not using him the same way that they used him last year. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that this is. It's going to be something that the Steelers are going to have to work around, and there's no, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. And a men, uh, so menacing Molusk already says fifty-one to middle linebacker. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. No, no. I mean, um, multiple and people. So just get it out of your heads now. It's not happening. The Steelers are adamant that they want to keep him on the edge. It's not happening. And that's from Terrell Austin. That's a yeah. Terrell Austin quote. Yeah. He he emphatically immediately shut it down last week when he was asked directly about moving um, Nick Herbig inside. Now, okay, he did say the, the quote ended with, we don't want to blow through three inside linebackers this week. They blew through another one. They have blown through two inside linebackers out of four this week. So the yeah. uh, what's Tomlin say? Never say never, but never. <laughs> like, I'm not saying never. Terrell Austin's saying never, but if necessity, if it absolutely has to come down to it, then I think they would have to consider it at some point. Like, so at some point, sometimes your hand is just forced, right? Now, I think that three safety look is going to be important. And I look through a list of free agents, like from the offseason, like where have they signed? Where could they be now? And to be honest, the options are just not there. The options no. are not there in free agency. Like, if they if knock on wood, okay, and I, and I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but like if this situation happened a week ago, like yeah. Jalen Smith would have been available, like they would have been able to go get a really good free agent linebacker, and I think Smith is now with the Raiders, so they would have been able to go get the, played for the Giants, played for the Cowboys, of course. Now is with the Raiders. Like the next available free agent inside linebacker is Jayon Brown, who's played. In Tennessee, he's played in Las Vegas. He had 100 tackles for Tennessee, I think, in 2019. So, like, there's some – there's at least depth available. But at this stage, the Steelers are going to go with Alanda Roberts, Mark Robinson, and then you have to look at that practice squad. Tariq Carpenter – and for me, I think the one is Michael Walker to keep a look on – to keep a look at because he has starting experience in the NFL. It's a really tough situation. Like, this Mm. is hard to recover. I think people lose sight that this is hard for any team to recover from. Like if, no. if, if the Dolphins lost Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle for the season, what is that offense going to do? If the, if the, if the chiefs lost, you know, sky Moore and Travis Kelsey for the year or Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey for the year, what are they going to do? Now I'm not like, 
saying that you know Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander were Kelsey and Pacheco, but you get what I'm saying. When you lose two really important, impactful starters to any unit, any team is going to have a really tough time overcoming it, and it especially becomes magnified when it's at the same position. That's when your depth gets tested. That's when it's got to come down to a Landon Roberts, Mark Robinson improving in the pass coverage. And that's, what's going to really be put to the test. Now the Browns, as we know, love to run it. So maybe not this week as much, but when it comes to the Bengals, you bet they're going to test the middle of the field. When it comes to the Patriots, when they have a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, you bet they're going to test the middle of the field. If they have somebody who can throw the ball into the middle of the field. Well, yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. But like, okay, let me look at of all the teams left on the schedule, the Patriots do not scare me. I mean, I mean the Cardinals, you really don't have to worry about too much. The Patriots, I guess. I mean, unless you neutralize Stevenson, the Colts have Jonathan Taylor. They have options to go underneath Bengals again at Seahawks with, with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. And then at Ravens. So, like, there's a mix there of teams that utilize the middle of the field like that, and especially with their running backs. So it's going to take a while. Like, regardless of the loss to the the Browns yesterday, the Ravens are playing such good football right now that, I mean, mean, it's going (laughs) to – Brent, this needs to be at least an hour. Uh, I I do have to leave at a certain point because my kids have to get somebody to pick them up from school because, you know, they need to be picked up from school. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 I guess like the yeah. uh, big cliffhanger that we've been semi teasing, <laughs> just like kind of dropped in. Like that's the, that's kind of the reason why yeah. like the 3 PM start time works because we proceed DK and Ramon, of course, Ramon Foster yeah. show at 4 PM. Yeah. Um, we won't, we won't, we won't. And we're not going to run straight into them too. Like, even if like we go like 35, 40, 45 minutes, like we're not going to run into into DK and Ramon. We want to make sure that you guys get tuned into them because that's a that's the marquee show here on this channel. <laughs> like that's right. we're not running into that. Now Brent, now he says start we, earlier. We can't start earlier. So earlier doesn't earlier doesn't really no. work. Now there's a lot of reasons because of that. Namely because with the Steelers practice schedule, it would be impossible for me to do this show on a daily basis. Like it, it's been hard enough doing it at three. This is just full disclosure. This is just, that's insulting. I would never put my kids in an Uber unless I'm no, in there with no, them. No, 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 and no, no, even no, no, then no. I still don't like it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know it's a joke, but no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. So believe it or not. So this was a discussion that was had before we started doing this show 54 54 episodes ago however many weeks ago i guess now by this point uh 11 weeks ago almost now it it was a discussion do we do it before dk and ramon or after dk and ramon and the initial thought process this is just full disclosure was chris chris has father obligations to do obviously on a day-to-day basis monday through friday and for me you know kind of tossing between Steelers and Pitt as i do you know, once basketball starts up too, it becomes a little more difficult. Now there's been travel stuff. There's been being on the South side. This was before we knew that um, this is before we knew like what the Steelers were going to do on a daily basis from a practice standpoint. Mm. Um, Cause last year we just kind of looked at that, um, at that schedule and was like, okay, we think locker room is going to be relatively like ending at two o'clock. So that gives me yeah. time to get home to do the show or get to downtown to do the show or whatever it needs to be. And then they drop the schedule for this year. And it's like, nope, two thirty to three. And it's like, well, we can adjust to that. We can live with that. So uh, Bob, we appreciate this comment too. The time is the time. Yeah. Um, And and we're, and, and look, we're grateful to be doing this. We have a ton of fun. 
Um, we, we love engaging with you all. We love proceeding DK and Ramona as we do on a day-to-day basis because, you know, we, we're here on the south side. Let's not forget, me and Chris, Chris and I, mostly me, are on the south side in the locker rooms doing all this, you know, hard-hitting journalism. I mean, it really is at points. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a ton of fun doing it, and we get to convey all of that to you directly. Yeah. And, of course, DK and Ramon with their analysis and insight, Chris's analysis and insight. Um, we have a ton of fun doing what we do, and, and we're glad we get to do it again on a day-to-day basis. Um, Chris, any final thoughts before we get out of here on a Monday and I go take uh, perhaps a little cat nap? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to get some pushback whenever you start criticizing the quarterback because the quarterback is such a, is such a, it's the, it's the position that gets too much credit and too much blame. And so when you're, when you're being openly critical, you know, sometimes people are going to push back on that because like, Oh, well, you're being too critical of one position. The problems that I have w- with, with what I'm seeing with Kenny it's not reason to say, oh, he's just not the guy anymore. Or like there's just there's, you know, just give up on him. Let's start, you know, let's start looking for the next quarterback. Again, I'm sticking with the three-year rule. It's not time to give up on him. But this fan base did not have a problem getting really, really hard on Najee Harris for whenever he stopped performing up to a first round expectation. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is not performing up to a first round expectation and it's not pissing enough people off. And that is where I'm kind of like, why? Because the, and here's the fact of the matter is that if Najee Harris never turns into a first round running back, are the Steelers really that worse off? Sure. You want to, you want to hit, hit on that pick. Of course you want to hit on that pick. You want to hit on every single one of your first round picks. But if you don't hit on Najee Harris, guess what? They found Jalen Warren as an undrafted free agent, and he's pretty dang good. So it didn't take long to find another running back that can be productive just in case Najee doesn't work out. And the thing is, they didn't even sign Jalen to be a guy who could possibly take over for Najee. It was just, we like this guy as an undrafted free agent. Let's bring him in, see what he can do. And he's turned into a a guy who's now in a timeshare with Najee. Kenny is a first-round quarterback. If that quarterback doesn't ever live up to being a first-round talent, that should be the most concerning thing for this franchise because if he doesn't turn into anything, they have to start all over. That is where I'm lost by what the fan base is doing when it comes to the utter, like, defend Kenny no matter what. I don't I don't understand it because you should be concerned. A season and a half of, like, got a little bit better, and then, like, right near the end of last year, like, got a little bit better. The fourth quarter stuff come came through. And then it's so far this year, it's just been this plateau that hasn't gotten any better. Hasn't gotten worse, but hasn't gotten any better. That's where I'm like, there's reason to be concerned. Not reason to give up on them, but reason to be concerned. And any kind of criticism just means, oh, well, you're just giving up on them. No, it doesn't. I'm just saying... Any concern right now is valid, especially when you put it in the context of the fact that this guy was drafted in the first round. And when you take a quarterback in the first round, you're taking him with the expectation that he can be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's why you take a quarterback in the first round. You you draft him to be your guy for at least the next five years. And then you sign him again. And then you hope he's good for the next X years and you sign him again. 
Uh, Pittsburgh Toddy says catnaps are a large majority of each day. That is true. Um, they say the perfect nap lasts sometime between 20 and 30 minutes. So I'm going to go rest my eyes for approximately until the DK and Ramon show. Uh, the Ramon Foster show starts at 4 p.m. Eastern as we are getting out of here at 3.34 Eastern on a Monday, a victory Monday. The Steelers are 6-3. and three. We could say Kenny Pickett's not playing well. We can agree upon that. We could say there's still plenty for this offense to clean up. Nothing wrong with that. We could say that losing Quan Alexander is a big, big, big blow, and you're probably right about that. It's a big blow. But nonetheless, 6-3 and three going into Cleveland. 6-3. and three. We're on to the Browns. He's Chris. I just voice cracked. I'm Corey. <laughs> this has been the Southside Beat. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day. Thank <laughs> you.